Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 416, and today I'll be talking about Agony of a Witch from the Owl House. I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. Oh boy, so it's happening, fellas, it's happening. Uh, the finale of season one? Yes. <laughs> Didn't that happen several years ago, GC? Okay, you, you know what, you know what, David, you're no fun. Yeah, but this is what we messed up our recording order for. That's right. I mean, just the ending when Luz comes home. Soren, would you like to do the the synopsis, or shall I? Um, yeah, I can wing it. I can wing it like a witch. <laughs> uh, so this is the part one of the part two season finale of season one of the Owl House. What in in the beginning, Luz and Ida have a moment where Luz is concerned about Ida's curse. She finds out at a field trip to the Emperor's castle that he has some, like, healing hat that could potentially heal her curse, so Luz goes to steal it. However, she is captured by Lilith when she attempts to, and Lilith sends Willow and Gus to Ida's house to tell her about that. Lilith intentionally trying to get Ida to come to the castle. They have a spectacularly epic witch's battle. Um, which is animated beautifully, but Ida's curse takes over due to her over-excessive use of magic. And because Lilith was exploiting Luz to force Ida to drain as much energy as possible during the fight. Oh yeah, Lilith was using Luz as a little human shield for a good portion of the fight. Ida turns into the Owl Beast and gets captured, and Luz comes home to a waiting king in Hootie, where she has to tell them what happened. Very sad ending. I, I'm getting massive the past car vibes from Infinity Train when Tulip, you know, has to watch Atticus get turned into a gome. I have not watched Infinity Train, tragically. Um, I should. <laughs> and now you never will. <laughs> oh, I will. Yeah. But uh, Hootie is also taken, and we know what the Emperor does to Palisman, so that could be potentially very grim. Albert. Albert. That's right. She really laid it thick with the owl motif. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cause she, I imagine did she have Hootie before the curse? We have no idea where Hootie ever came from. The only Yes. Yes, she did, because she carved him with her dad. Oh, I thought we were talking about uh, Hootie, not Albert. God. Okay. Albert. 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 Because yeah, Hootie, the only thing we have implying hmm. Hootie's age is when Amity says, yeah, how demons get like that after a few thousand years. <laughs> Maybe Hootie's just going senile early. Hootie is timeless. Yeah, but so Ida, in theory, made Albert with her dad and then became cursed with an owl curse conveniently because it was an owl curse before it was Ida. Yeah, and then she ended up living in the owl house with Hootie. Yeah, and then Hootie, an owl-themed house demon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a just coincidental commitment, yeah. Yeah, it's really funny in the beginning of the show, she's like, why do you think they call me the Owl Lady? And it's like, oh, I don't know, maybe it was the Owl Staff, the Owl House, the Owl and all of your spells. Like, she incorporates Hootie into her spells, even though yeah. she's not there, which is adorable. And she literally sleeps in a bird's nest, so... Yeah, like, she didn't have to do that. 
Um, she could have just slept in a normal bed, maybe put the nest to the side in case she was feeling a little beastly. But, uh, I, I loved that bit where they, they're, they've been playing with all the relics and Luz is like, okay, now we can get this back and cure Eos curse and get this back to here before anybody knows it's missing. Then Bellus just, I will know. <laughs> I know. Oh, so sinister. Yeah, I love this dramatic bastard who waited the entire time. Like, he saw them escape from the group. He saw them plotting. He saw them enter the relic room. He saw them mess with it. But it wasn't until it was the perfect little ominous comment to make. Like, complete drama king. Yes. Almost undermining, like, his um, evilness. <laughs> because I'm thinking, really, dude? You know, you're focused on this when she's such a trivial problem for you but i mean that's his thing right he's gotta instill fear in anyone who happens to you know show up in his castle or in his dominion and you know we still don't know how he knows all of what he knows because it's it's implied that he he knows like a lot that goes on on the boiling isles in season two maybe he came up with some spying glyphs and he has like security cameras everywhere which Maybe. Bellos is before security cameras, so that's funny. But I do love how aesthetic-oriented he is. Like, <laughs> you can accuse Bellos of many things, but having poor taste is not one of them. Okay, B but why is his throne room... Like, in one part, it's cool that he set it up with just the heart of the Titan exposed right there, you know, instilling awe and fear into anyone who, you know, enters his innermost chambers, but also... Like, dumb move, man. Why Why would you just leave that thing exposed right there unless it's uh, unless he likes hanging out in that chair and hanging out near the heart's a really important thing? I mean, we really don't know anything about his connection uh, to the Titan at this point. And uh, luckily, I still don't, so. <laughs> it could be a fake heart. Yeah, that heart is way too small to be, you know, yeah. something large enough to leave that skeleton. But at the same time, it's also obviously tied to Bellus's heartbeat. Something... I thought was very interesting was how if you look at you did you see all the pipes coming out of the wall in the throne room and how even in the hallway to the throne room there are pipes sticking out of the wall like yes. one of his banners is being pushed away by it and it's like this these pipes were not there when they first built this castle but Bellos you know built the castle when he conquered the isles yeah maybe the heart was his original like source or like something part of the draining spell because originally before he had the briefcase he was just gonna commit genocide and be stuck there like he still had nothing to stand on as far as escaping it wasn't until he gets the briefcase from loose in the next episode where he starts to build the gate and then it replaces where the heart is well i think he knew he needed the he needed that portal for the Day of Unity. He doesn't use the portal until the end. <sighs> right? The, 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 the portal had, like, nothing to do with the spell until he got there. Mm, I don't know. He, he was all happy to kamikaze and destroy the witch population at the cost of his own life. So it, it would be really weird that he would put everything on hold just so he could escape. But then again, he is kind of a hypocrite, so it would make sense, I guess. He saved his little human outfit. That or he had somebody tailor it for him. And he had, like, this man cares about his outfits, 
cares about his appearance, <laughs> cares about the aesthetics of his living and working spaces, cares about the aesthetics of his minions, right? But not their efficacy at all, right? This man loves birds. And there's like, it's implied that the sigil for Gracefield, the si sigil for <laughs> Gracefield is the same sigil for the Golden Guard. Like, he recycled it. It's implied that he was either a founder of Gravesfield or just a member. He's definitely important enough to get a statue. I think it was just because he disappeared. Because that was, like, the legend. It mattered to them. Yeah, maybe they were, like, important public figures or something. Because they didn't disappear until they were theoretically or allegedly adults. This is speculation for <laughs> later in the show because we decided we want to do everything absolutely in order despite all this new information being gained as yet, we're recording about these old yet, episodes. Yet I'm still so innocent. I mean, I haven't actually even Sorry. the point in the show where we've seen, I, I don't know if I've seen Bellos' face. I mean, I've seen it because of the internet. You've seen it because he reveals his face in the first half of the second season. Mm. I, I know in Eclipse Lake we get long, long views of him. Right, I haven't seen the, the whatever, the time travel episode, whatever that is. I know it exists. <laughs> oh, you're going to have fun with that one. But uh, but yeah, it's fun because when I was rewatching this today, I thought, wow, I really don't know that much more about Bellos. But they kind of they kind of set up all the mysteries all at once, which is a theme that I also saw in in Amphibia, like the first time that they entered the basement of Andreas's castle, they just kind of were like, all right, here's the three mysteries for the rest of the show. <laughs> we're not like spacing this out at all. You know, when we enter uh, the throne room, right, we see this heart. Uh, like you mentioned, there's all the piping. We also see Bellos, you know, struggling and he needs to drink his own weird green elixir thing that he pours directly into his eyeballs, which is funny because knowing that his face is, like, mostly just a normal human face now. <laughs> it's funny to think that I thought he had some weird, like, eye socket things with revolving balls of magic well, for, for pupils. He ain't very human much no more. Well. On the inside, anyway. <laughs> he portrays a human exterior. But, yeah, they so they kind of just lay all that out. Um, But, you know, th this whole episode, while it was so cool to see the Emperor... Never, never do I get out of my head how weirdly incompetent they are. Yet, and so, so you know, at the start of the episode, while Hootie does totally dispatch of, you know, the random Emperor's Coven goons, and it's funny, and, you know, he's actually proven to be somewhat effective. It's amazing how ineffective Lilith is. But yeah, so thank God Ida, Ida finally shows up and, like, get, shows us this, you know, as you said, beautifully animated, strong show of force. And kind of proves, like, why capturing her would have been really hard. But I still don't forgive that they never explain why it's so hard to, like, find where she is. Because they know where her house is. And if they just sent more than, like, five goons plus Lilith, I, they would have had a fighting chance at capturing Ida a long time ago. She had, like, 20 guys with her when she set out. Where did the rest of them go? <sighs> the Absolute lowest rank nobodies. I mean, I don't <laughs> understand. If the Emperor cares, it feels like, I, I think that's the other point that justifies it for me, because I've been wondering, you know, this whole season, like, why? Why not just actually capture Ida instead of this whole, like, slow process? But 
you know, at the end of the day, it's not that important to catch her. And I was kind of reminded of that because, you know, she says it herself. Well, they want to capture me because I'm wild and he just wants to control everything. But that's only so important. So I get it. I get that it's just a slow chess game. And they're like, when when the moment is right and convenient, we'll go for it. And, you know, Lilith Lil was just desperate, which is why she kind of kicked off doing this thing at the start. So, yeah, at least I, I feel a little better <laughs> reaching the, the finale here and seeing that, okay, well, they didn't bother getting her because maybe she's not key to any particular plan. She's just part of an overall, you know, conquest. And, uh, you know, Lilith is just, you know, doing her own thing. And she is somewhat commanded by the emperor. But also she's just dealing with her own problems of feeling like she needs to correct a wrong that she did so long ago. Right. Because she finally reveals that uh, she was the one who cursed Ida. And that, you know, becomes important for us realizing that she's recruiting her sister in part because the emperor can heal her. And she kind of wants that to happen so she can stop feeling bad about this thing she did as a, as a teenager. Yeah, I wonder if Bellos knew that she was the one who cursed her. That's, I mean, we already talked about it. The dude knows a lot. He probably did. What I think probably happened is the first couple raids, Hootie was just straight up eating people. <laughs> um, and so and they then... had to approach it more strategically. <laughs> like, he probably ate a coven scout and spit out a skeleton, and they really had to think about what they were doing. Maybe some more people went back to the tiny cat coven that day. I don't need this. You know, I do think there that Hootie was actually um, being pretty nice to them. He, he wanted them to feel like, you know, maybe we got a chance today, which is why he was pretending to sleep and then pretended to sleepwalk until he's like, oh, hi, Lilith. And then he did the crouching moron hidden awesome where he's like, oh, look, a bug and ducked her attack. He, he doesn't want to make it look like he's showing her up, you know? I think also the tree could land on him and he'd be fine. He oh, was attacked yeah, totally. by like fire bees. He's been <laughs> he's been brutalized. The fire bees can hurt him though. Yeah, sure, but like an entire hive going they full are superficial stinging. wounds. And he didn't he eat a bunch of them too, so they're getting him oh, on yeah, the inside he, also. He ate a lot. So he has an iron gut and iron skin <laughs> and is demented and <laughs> Wasn't it implied that, like, some of those Coven Scouts had, like, PTSD from having to- for being captured by Hootie? Because he beats you to smithereens, supposedly, like, several broken bones. And then, <laughs> and then, and then he piles party. your, like, horrible, agonizing body to have a little tea party. Where he doesn't even pour you tea, that's the worst part, he just yeah, pours he the tea onto the completely. ground like a monster. Like, you could grab it anyway with your, like, multiple fractured arm. <laughs> That's okay. There's always the healing coven. There ain't no healing coven out there. Until he's done, you're screwed. And Lilith just abandoning them. Well, she was summoned to the throne room. I'm sure she would have rather faced Hootie. Ha! Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's also the best, like, quick line of this episode, which is uh, Lilith getting embarrassed and then quickly, you know, <laughs> quipping at the, at the yes. you know, touring students. Good luck with puberty. <laughs> That's such a low blow. <laughs> like, I go, like, if a little kid pissed me off and I said, well, I can vote. Like, what? <laughs> Great. Congrats. You know, you really got him. <laughs> I want to know why uh, Kiki Mora is such a petty individual that she even enlisted the children to make fun of Lilith in the first place. 
Yeah, it's a classic trait in people vying for the, you know, attention and, and grace of your your dictator, right? Yeah, both Kiki and Lily have pretty similar emperor-related storylines mm-hmm. where they're, like, way too groveling and then end up betraying him at the end. But Kiki is conniving. She's a master of this, you know, the backstabbing art of backroom politics, whereas Lilith is just, like, very focused on herself and doesn't pay any attention to the political situation she finds herself in. Yeah, she's painfully bad at paying attention. Yeah, I'm wondering how she became head of the Emperor's Cup. Was she just, like, extremely magically skilled? I'm certain it was Belos uh, wanted her close to hand. Yeah, he's like, this one has no critical thinking, but can cast some powerful spells. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. God, it's amazing how um, short-sighted people can be for the sake of it being really dramatically interesting. I mean, Belos is no... Not shy around drama. Bellos loves drama. Bellos, I I do like him very, very much as a villain, especially like the more that we learned about him. But even now, when we know very, very little about him as a villain, he's really cool. Like he has such an aesthetic, such mm-hmm. an aesthetic. Uh, the the freaking he's mask scary. was so cool. Like he ups the. You're like there is some really dark stuff. That this guy's doing, and this show so far has been, you know, way goofier and lighter. You know, his his just visual appearance is not quite threatening, but just you're like, oh, this is a, a darker aura. And just the way he, you know, also, he talks kind of quickly, too, which was a surprise to me. Instead of, like, some slow, evil genius revealing his plan, he's he's very to the point. Talking to Lilith, and I i don't know, maybe it's because he's kind of, like, energized right off of drinking the elixir, but, I don't know, there's just something surprising about him. You know, you gotta expect some, like, slow and low rumbling voice to come from him, and instead he's like this... We're expecting Hordak, but we're getting some, like, English yeah. gentleman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, him and Hordak definitely have a lot of parallels. I mean, it's mm-hmm. obviously the first of powerful man in power who runs his organization kind of like a cult is not, like, a new idea. And the physical defects they both suffer from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and they both have this, this oh, oh, crap moment where they spend the whole series being, like, extremely powerful and untouchable, and then in, like, the last season, a much, much, much more powerful, scary villain is introduced that, like, completely changes the stakes. I think that's cool. I really... <laughs> I I can't get over that. I'm always, like... It's a good dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Why can it never be the villain we start with is the villain we end with? <laughs> Hippo you did know, it. Shira did it. The Owl House is kind of doing it. I mean, technically, Steven Universe did it. We didn't know yeah. who the villain was for so long. Uh, Ronaldo knew who they were the whole time. Ronaldo. Well, we're not all Ronaldo, unfortunately. Ronaldo was just like monkeying on a typewriter it right like he 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 came up with so many theories like the (laughs) fact that he just so happened to hit the correct one was completely by chance and i don't give him any credit whatsoever yeah i don't know he also knew they were there to hollow out the earth so (laughs) i will say avatar did it avatar did it yeah avatar avatar had us against the fire lord right from the beginning yeah yeah like they did it that's good the way the gc wishes more shows did it 
Which is maybe that's what makes Avatar so appealing is you're like, yep, there's just the goal and the goal doesn't change. Sweet. <laughs> with Korra, I'm trying to think with Legend of Korra. This is a different villain I every season. Season so. yeah. two, season two, you didn't know who the villain was until later. It was like more of a, a, a spicy reveal. But even in all four Legend of Korra seasons, like once the villain was revealed as such, like they just stayed the villain the whole season. Right, they didn't undercut it. Well, that's nice. But uh, did, did you guys have anything else to say about Agony of a Witch? I had a. I just wanted to say about. I know we've mentioned the exquisite animation in their fight, but I just love how there were the Emperor's Coven guys and the you know the police guys just watching from the castle, and I, I was just getting such strong Morpheus is fighting Neo vibes from that. Uh, a little bit of Matrix, if you will. I didn't know they had spectators. Oh yeah, they were, uh, not only was Belos watching from the battlements, but there were people watching from the windows of the castle. I mean, it's like your boss fighting public enemy number one. Oh yeah, 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 I see them. And they, like, you would get a little, <laughs> there's a whole crowd, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I would watch too, are you kidding me? Yeah, there's there's no way I wouldn't, but I just love how they, like, zoomed in on their faces. <laughs> they're, they're not background details at all, like, they want you to see them. I want more characterization for Lily's Palisman, who I don't think has been uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's an aspect you could easily just dive into. I mean, that's where Owl House is a thing that just you could have easily had twice as many seasons and spent time on all the yep. you know interesting side areas. I mean, the Palismans are a great concept. There are so many stories they could have told but didn't. Like... Harry Potter missed out. They could have made the wands have souls, or maybe they do. I don't know. I I, I have no idea. Maybe I, they do. But, like, I love that the staves have people. I think I vaguely remember, yes, they do. <laughs> it was a big point in the that's, books. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking now. Maybe they have souls. But this is such a better version, because it's an animal, and the animal yeah. has its own autonomy. Yeah, and it doubles as the broom. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Big evolutions. Yeah, I wonder where they get the stick from. <laughs> they they didn't focus that on the stick making. That is true. You make the you make the palisman, but you don't have the staff to put him on. Is that more arbitrary? Like maybe the staff isn't magic; it's just purely. Do they fly on the mm. stick without the palisman? No, no, it has to have palisman on so it. So there you go. The stick, I think, like stores the palisman. Like Lily doesn't keep it in her pocket. Like she can make the whole staff disappear. Hmm. So I think the stick makes the palisman, like, more portable. Interesting. It's telescoping. Okay, this is my final really big thought. Is the cake that King makes, is that, it's from a box recipe, but is it a box recipe specifically for a hollow cake that you can hide in? Because that matters to me. Like, is it an only an appropriate <laughs> amount of batter to cover a, a cake, a hollow cake? It's just cake? frosting. <laughs> It's just frosting. <laughs> I think it was a regular cake, and then he put it around the hollow portion. Which is a, an extremely high level of skill required for that. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like the ca whole cake cooked and everything is in the box, and you just open the box and it's magic. I mean, that would explain how King was able to make it. I've just paused hilariously on the flashback image where Teen Ida is sleeping in her room, and she's got some great posters. Just saying. 
Yeah, I was looking at those. Like some bands, we got some faces, we got like some cool lady wearing fishnets, a unicorn, some guy with a loot. Maybe that's because of rain. Yeah, I bet like they're all references to some albums that <laughs> we've never heard of. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, she did watch Dragon Ball Z when it was in theaters. Hilarious that they have movie theaters in the Boiling Isles and they had a cinematic release. <laughs> uh, that that correlated with the one on in the human realm i mean who knows what weird cultural effect that bellos has had with his knowledge of the human world which is decently recent right like only 50 years ago he predates dragon ball z significantly i don't know how much travels because he he hasn't updated his fashions at all i don't think he's been back to the human realm but what since if, arriving what if his knowledge of the human world at the time that he left it is equivalent to whatever you know whatever culture he shared from his point in time could lead to inspiring the same people in the boiling isles that would eventually create the dragon ball z because dragon ball z also came from a culture that many <laughs> decades ago had other fa similar factors so it's uh you know basically the same thing i don't <laughs> i don't know where the puritan to dragon ball z pipeline <laughs> but it happened works out deny that it happened except you can deny that because it was in a different country but it could just be <laughs> trash right like it was said so many times that human trash is always flowing into the demon realm well, that's yeah. why they have the books so i think that's really funny that he's had access to like more modern like he could literally like kind of speculate on the human realm and how it's like evolving by examining yeah. the trash like there's archaeologists whose whole field of study depends on looking at the trash of other cultures and making assumptions about how they live their life based on what you find in their garbage so he could have been doing that i think he's been pretty focused on his murderous task yeah well maybe if he'd kept up with his homework loose wouldn't have needed to offer to be his human guide Yep, and then we wouldn't have had the Bellos, uh, you don't have drip memes that occurred after <laughs> that. <laughs> um, that's true. I mean, people would just be like, oh, we're doing a reenactment, because it's a historical town, so, like, you see somebody dressed mm. in old-timey, and you're like, oh, how was the reenactment? And it's like, oh, actually, I was doing a thing at a, at an elementary school. Like, you would, there's literally so many excuses to be dressed like a Puritan in, I don't know, 2017, 18, whenever this show is, takes place. And then they just call you a method actor when you refuse to break character. He's gonna have a lot of big surprises about the treatment oh, yeah. of certain there demographics of people. Plenty of memes about that as <laughs> well. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that's it for us on Agony of a Witch. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. Leave us a comment. Oh, that's that was my... Okay, I missed it. Uh, leave us a comment or a review. I'm not sure where, but figure it out. <laughs> Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.
why is it called the demon realm if there are witches and demons, right? Like, I understand why it's called the human realm, because they have only humans as, like, the sentient race, but they have witches and demons. So why is it just the demon realm? I bet it was Bellos who named them. He was like, these look like demons from the Bible, and named the demon realm that. Because it's also implied he named the covens. 